This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. I am Nick Limsdahl, and my guest this week is Broncar Lee. Broncar is a keynote speaker, music producer, and velocity coach at Instrumental Humans. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. What's up, brother? <laughs> Good to be here. <laughs> yeah, I am uh, excited to get started. And I always try to find this little nugget that people might not know about my guests. And I was just kind of looking around and it was easy to find all of these amazing things. So I'll just random uh, uh, mention a few of them. So you toured Europe as a ringmaster in a Swiss circus. You've been a guest performer on The Tonight Show at Jay, Jay Leno. You starred in a Super Bowl commercial and you had a viral video with your two-year-old that got oh only two million or 200 million views those are kind of ridiculous <laughs> well if you're not me yeah it's kind of weird but it's normal for me i guess <laughs> yeah that that is awesome so out of those um what what do people know you for out of out of just those if, if you were to pick one and if you were like, oh, no, I, I know that guy. He's from the, the two year old beat or dancing when you when yeah. you beatbox. Yeah, the, well, the, yeah, obviously the the beat, the, the beatboxing video got I mean, it was it went like super viral. And so um, yeah. I guess people started recognizing me at events. And that was actually before I shaved my head. Uh, so now it doesn't happen like ever unless, you know, it's in conversation, it comes up. But um, or if I enter, if I do it, if I like kind of recreate it, but. I started getting people recognizing me at some uh, keynotes and, and conferences and stuff. And, uh, and that was kind of, that was really, that was really bizarre. And yeah. I'd never had that happen before. Cause nobody knows a ringmaster in a Swiss circus or even a Super Bowl commercial. Nobody recognizes you really, yeah. um, you know, but uh, for this, it was a, like a three minute video. So it was like, they saw me a lot. It was really about my son, but in yeah. our connection, but I was, uh, you know, I was the supporting, the supporting actor in it. So <laughs> yeah, the, the coolest part, and, and I recommend everybody go, go check the video out just type in, uh, first, first and last name, you could just probably, probably just type in beatbox. You probably might know the exact title, but the, the coolest part is yeah, you were beatboxing. You almost got him prepped, warming him up to the beatbox. And he his yeah. arms started going like, all right, here we go. I know this is coming. And then he just went crazy when the beatbox started. Yeah. And then you stopped. And he was like, he, he stopped. And then he looked back to you like, all right, dad, let's go. What are you waiting for? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, music is uh, music is the the force that, that, that binds everything in the galaxy. I mean, it really is. It's like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's Obi-Wan had it, you know what I mean? But it's the way that we're communicating right now is all mm -hmm. about tempo dynamics, uh, melody. So we can say the same thing. We can say the same thing. We can say the same thing as far as the words and the articulation, the consonants and the vowels, but how we say them, what is the music behind it? It's like, I, 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 I hear your words, but I feel your music. 
And so what's that intention that goes on underneath there? And that's so much uh, of what, you know, customer services and, you know, uh, really, uh, you know, serving the world and contributing and putting our energetic signatures on life is, is all about. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you never really think of music in everyday conversation or interactions. Um, so that's a, that's a really cool way to think about it. You know, some of the things that you actually talk about in, in your keynotes and, and uh, you know, consulting is health, well-being, and personal development. Yeah. So why are those three important to you? Yeah, great question. So I would say, you know, really health is, I mean, that's, that's a real obvious one for everybody. Uh, but some so often when we're in leadership roles, uh, you know, parenting roles, uh, we're just, you know, in overdrive, we're constantly pushing out. Uh, we tend to forget about the self-care and the importance of, you know, keeping not only our our physical bodies in tune, right? We we obviously, when we think of health, a lot of times we think of, oh, what's our nutritional intake? What's our physical output? But more than that, what's going on with the with the mind? How are we exercising the mind and aligning the mind? And so uh, keeping that personal health can oftentimes get put on the back burner, but it's so critical to remember that. And I, I like to look at the analogy of um, under just under health specifically. The reason it's so important is if you think of a symphony, if you've ever been to a symphony, the first thing that happens is the first chair violinist starts to play a note and she or he is retuning their instrument, getting back to A440, right? Mm -hmm. Then the rest of the symphony starts to play along with their instruments and they start to retune their instruments. And what they're doing is they're, they're retuning to get uh, in tune together so that they can create harmony and then take mm -hmm. us on a, on a journey. The very first thing that happens every time is we tune ourselves or retune ourselves individually as musicians before we show up and connect. And the same thing, uh, must apply to mm. us as human beings. And when we can start to see our bodies and our minds as instruments, then we start to think about what type of tuning are we in? Are we running sharp and really tense and high strung? And maybe we need to decompress some, or are we running flat, low energy, and we need to stimulate and elevate? And so we start to think about that. And then we think, well, how often am I retuning my instrument, my body and my mind? Mm. Am I waiting for a vacation that happens maybe once a year, twice a year? Am I waiting for uh, even the weekends where it's happening once, you know, every every five, six, seven days? Uh, or can I be taking action on a daily basis, just like a professional musician retunes their instrument every single day, every time they play? How can we also embody that? And as busy professionals, people in leadership roles, influencers, parents, all of these types of things, uh, we don't have big chunks of time to say, go to the gym where it takes 30 minutes of prep. You know, we have to drive 20 minutes and park and go in for an hour and do it. We don't have two hours for that, but do we have two minutes here, seven minutes there, 12 minutes there to retune our instruments, whether that is uh, physical exertion or output, mm -hmm. nutritional intake, or is it through mindfulness practice, thoughtfulness practice and, and meditation? And so that's the big thing for me is reminding people, including myself, that we need to retune our instruments as often as possible. Yeah. So as a musician, you're constantly tweaking and retuning to understand and to hear what sounds good 
not just to you, but focusing on your audience, right? Absolutely. Everything is, everything for me is about service with music. So all of the music that I create is all consciously engineered music to be used as a tool to enhance the quality of people's lives. So everything that I create, compose, speak, do in my life is designed to serve and add value to the world. Yeah, and, and inside your, um, your setup that you have today, um, it's amazing what is going on in the background. Anything from electric guitars, saxoma, phones, according to the Simpsons, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and drums and, and everything. You got didgeridoos in the background, but, uh, you know, it's really cool on the expansiveness that you have on uh, keyboards. Uh, you know, you can, you can beatbox. Uh, you can do all sorts of stuff, but it, you can make it all sound like it's supposed to be there because it's purposeful, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, you know, I, I like to look at it as we're, you know, not all of us are trained musicians in life as human beings, but we're all uh, hardwired for music. We're all musical beings. Our hearts beat in rhythm. We, we breathe in rhythm. Uh, we walk in rhythm. Our conversation is all about rhythm mm. right everything we do business in rhythm we keep time in rhythm we text in rhythm we email in rhythm we drive in rhythm the way that airplanes work is 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 musical and rhythmical everything in life is uh music and rhythm the difference is for me is that i am a trained musician as well mm -hmm. so i kind of have learned some of the mathematical equations of oh this fits with this and that fits with that and so those coming together um, I know the math and the science behind that. I also then feel it intuitively. And so, uh, so that's, you know, just understanding a bit more of the language, uh, behind it, but everything for me is, um, is designed not to, not to seek validation or worship as an mm -hmm. artist, but to seek contribution, service, healing, and helping. And so every time I create music, I always, I, before I play, I always do my, my routine, my ritual, my warm up, mm -hmm. uh, just like, you know, with many things in life, athletes do it. And, uh, you know, before games and things, uh, I get in that, that headspace of, yeah. all right, I'm here to help. I'm here to support. I'm here to serve. And once I do that, then I get out of my own way and I'm not paralyzed by perfection, right? I'm focused on, uh, serving and ultimately giving a gift to a viewer or a listener. Yeah. Yeah. So you talked about serving and, and being in that mindset. And I think it comes back to personal development. So, because we all have a goal where we want to go, or at least we should, and we have to realize how we need to get there. But why is it important to you that uh, for my listeners, why should they focus on personal development? Well, I mean, obviously in the times that we're in right now, reinvention is essential. We've got to pivot or we're not going to uh, survive and thrive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I would say just, you know, for, for the listeners out there to, uh, so I can create a bridge of relatability uh, with, with everybody, you know, I, I have no idea what's going on inside of the, you know, the individual's minds that are listening. Um, but I know for me, when 
when COVID first hit, for example, uh, initially we had hundreds of thousands of dollars that just came off the table right away. And that was from live events. So conferences, keynotes, concerts, things like that. Mm -hmm. Everything was, uh, my entire business was designed for me to get on an airplane, to go and, and do a presentation or a, a conference or a performance and to receive a paycheck and then I come home. And so all of that was wiped off of the calendar right away. Yep. Uh, that went away. And so in that moment, I experienced a lot of self-doubt, confusion, fear, anxiety, frustration, which came out in the form of anger and uncontrolled emotions. And in that, there was one night in particular that my wife, uh, my incredible wife, who's also my business partner and my sanity goddess, uh, Cindy, <laughs> who's amazing, we were having a meeting uh, and we have, we have two young boys. So we have a three-year-old and a five-year-old and they're very spirited and COVID threw all kinds of curveballs at parents as well, who had, mm -hmm. you know, were sending their kids to school, um, you know, coupled with being entrepreneurs and in business together, it started to really have that, um, you know, that really combined effect, which mm -hmm. had a exponential increase of, you know, the compound mm -hmm. of intensity. So I was, uh, we were having a business meeting at night and I was just doing my thing. I was really frustrated. I was anxious. I was angry. And she was like, you're so difficult to be around right now. She said, you're just stuck in the muck. She said, here, put these on. And she held up her hands like this. And I was like, what the heck are those? And she said, put them on. They're gratitude glasses. I want you to wear them. And I said, okay. And so I put these glasses on, these pretend glasses with my hand over my eyes. And I was like, what do you want me to do now with my gratitude glasses? And she said, look around. And as you look at your life, start to see the opportunity and the possibility. Mm. What's here right now? What can you be grateful for right now? Because see, I was so focused on what happened to me. I was in the victim mentality of this happened to me. It's all about me and this ruined everything. Now, suddenly with my ridiculous gratitude glasses on, I started to see the opportunity and the possibility. I started to see the opportunity to connect with my young boys because mm -hmm. I wasn't on the road 160 days a year, right? I was here with them. So how can I get to know them on a deeper level so that I can learn from them, help guide them and cultivate and nurture that relationship with them at a young age. Yeah. And then I looked at my business and I thought, okay, uh, how can we reinvent? How can this be an opportunity right now to liberate ourselves, to, to step into a new version uh, of, 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 of ourselves? And the same thing for, for personal development. How can I now take this opportunity where I'm not on an airplane and at a hotel and eating out and doing this all the time to where I can actually focus on my physical health and my personal development uh, with learning new skills and reinventing ourselves. And ultimately, uh, every skill that we acquire is a potential tool that we can use to build bridges of relatability, to add more value, to serve greater. If we learn a new language, we can suddenly speak to more people, right? If we learn a new technical skill, uh, we can suddenly uh, create this uh, magical thing, especially when it comes to, you know, maybe uh, uh, computer work or, you know, technology. 
um, or a soft skill where we can enhance the quality of our of our communications. So once I put those gratitude glasses on, then I could see the possibility in things. And then I was suddenly back in that lifelong learner's mindset. I wasn't attached to the previous version of myself. I was now stepping into the present version and working towards a greater future version. And so that applies to anybody listening to this. You know, what's the opportunity right now? Right. What's the opportunity that's being presented to you? Maybe it's a fixed skill or a technical skill that might be challenging. Maybe it's a life situation or a relationship, whatever it is. But to start 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 to reframe and see it as an opportunity to reach, uh, stretch and grow ourselves so that we can step into the the future version of ourselves, because and I'll wrap it up here with 5000 words or more, uh, which is um, you know, if we always do what we've always done, we'll always get what we always got. Mm -hmm. And that's a saying that I grew up with. And the reality is, is that's actually not even true at all because now with the exponential increase in tempo uh, of how fast technology is advancing, uh, when we, if we're stuck in these archaic ways of doing things, uh, we're getting left behind and we've got to, we've got to stay current and relevant and, and, you know, to, to, uh, on the personal side of development so that we stay valuable and relevant for our uh, professional lives uh, as well. Even the fact that we're con connecting right now through my incredibly complicated sound setup here and camera setup here and light setup here, which you can't see my studio, dozens and dozens of hours went into make this simple footage uh, look, uh, you know, as good as I can make myself look <laughs> and sound as good as, as, as I can sound. And that's just pivoting and reinventing and choosing to put our energy into, uh, new areas, uh, that have, you know, maybe been undiscovered, uncertain for us. Yeah. Well, uh, just for the clear count, I think it was 3,462 words instead of the 5,000. So you're, you're way under, okay. and I appreciate that. Yeah, you got 1400 to spare. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and you know, I love the gratitude glasses too, because it's, it's what you focus on is what you're going to focus on, right? You, you keep your eyes on the, the worry, the frustration on things that you can't control. And that's where you're going to keep your focus. Um, but what my, my suggestion to you is creating these glasses. And for people that can't see the video, it's, you know, you, you, you make zeros or circles with your hands and you throw it up to your, your eyes like glasses. You should make plastic uh, perspective <laughs> glasses saying, you know, here's my gratitude glasses. It is just mini hands that are yeah. looking over. And I think that would be awesome. Uh, yeah. Handing them out one, one, one keynote at a time. But, uh, you know, I think that's it's, it's really good to have gratitude and perspective. Um, and I, I appreciate that. You know, I want to switch over to the kind of the well-being side or the mental well-being. Yeah. You know, when when it comes to, and I think it's more more now, more important now than ever. And you know, but why should companies, um, and maybe even specifically customer service, and it doesn't have to be all of that, or just specifically them, but why should they focus on mental well-being of their employees? Yeah, it's a great question. And uh, that's, yeah, I, I, I really hope that everybody sits with this question and asks themselves that uh, because it is very important. And the reason is, is obviously we know I could say a dozen, you know, uh, give a dozen metaphors, but we can't pour from the empty glass. You know, we, we can't give if we don't have, it's just, it's not possible. And so um, the importance of you know, even back to the music analogy, it's like the importance of keeping ourselves in tune 
is essential because if if I'm not in tune, if if I'm not if my mind isn't in the right place, then I'm not going to show up energetically in the right way, and I'm not going to be able to add value and serve and contribute to my my you know greatest potential. And you know if, if there's ways that there's ways that we can do this. One one really big way for me is the power of of meditation. And if anybody listening is, um, you know, afraid of that word or thinks that it's taboo or whatever, we don't have to say the M word. Um, you know, I actually joke about that. I'm like, some clients would prefer I drop the F bomb than the M bomb, you know, and it's like, but we don't have to say meditation. We can say visualization and we don't even have to say visualization. We can say what we're doing is we're going to engineer a space that gives us permission to check out from the world and check in with the self. And then what we can do inside of this uh, consciously engineered space is we can then reflect on our, on our past. We can reflect on, let's just say the last week of our lives and say, what's been working for us the last week? What types of interactions have, have been uh, amplifying our health, joy, and power, amplifying our, you know, our business and moving us forward? And then what are some of the actions that have been diminishing that? right and, and bringing it down and let's reflect on that and then what we can do inside of this space that we engineer where we're giving ourselves permission to not be doing 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 more because there's a big difference between busy and productive mm. right if we're just busy all the time making endless calls or doing endless work it doesn't necessarily mean that we're being productive at all we could just be doing stuff and maybe we're on overdrive and we're frantic and we're anxious and we're not even really doing them well right? With that, with that heart and soul and that feel behind it, right? Or just an accuracy behind it. Um, but, uh, but the reason is, is so when we give ourselves permission to check out and create that eye of the storm moment to push the pause button on the chaos of life, because we're inundated with so much doing and hearing and, and, and expressing and learning and blah, 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 blah. And when we can pause that, create that eye of the storm moment, we can reflect on what's been working and what hasn't, what's amplified us and what's diminished, right? And then we can say, okay, now as we project into the future, how are we going to either recalibrate from the things that, um, that, ha that aren't working, right? Or recreate what is working. And I got recreate from Disney. I worked for Disney for uh, about eight years. I did hundreds of shows on their cruise ships. I was a guest entertainer. And one thing that Disney always said, and obviously their customer service masters, is they said, we don't, uh, we don't repeat anything. We recreate, right? Because every week, a new set of 4,000 guests would come on their cruise ship. Mm. And they're not repeating, even though they're going, they're saying some of the same words and going through, we're serving the same dishes and we're doing this. We're never repeating. We're always recreating yep. because we're fully present in the moment, right? We're mindful of that moment and we're fully engaged uh, and connected to the people in front of us. And we can only be that if we're in tune ourselves. If we're cranky and angry or whatever, or sleep deprived, whatever that is, that's going to come through and radiate through because that's going to be the music that they're feeling. They may hear our words, but they're going to feel that music, that undercurrent there. So anyway, what we do then is after we either... Um, recalibrate or recreate, then we project in the future. Shall we go from a reflective state where we're reflecting to a projection state, projecting into the future. And we say, now here's how I see my future going. Here are the soft skills that I'd like to clean up. Here's a technical skill that I need to clean up. Whatever it is, we just, we just make that energetic agreement internally with ourselves. Then we look forward and we say, 
now I see myself having that interaction with that customer or that client in that right and perfect way that's going to amplify their, uh, you know, for me, it's health, joy, and power because uh, that's my mission. But, it, it, you know, whatever your business is, it's going to do that thing and achieve that thing. Mm. But the key is, is to engineer an extraordinary environment, right, where we can give ourselves permission to check out in order to check in, to check out from the world, to check in with the self so that we can reflect on the past, what's working and what's not, what's amplifying or diminishing, then we can recreate or recalibrate and project into the future of how we want to see it going. And once we do that, um, then we're, we're just, that's just such a powerful tool uh, to level up with. I have a lot more to say on that, but I'm gonna pause because that definitely pushed me over my 5,000 word limit there. <laughs> Only by 262. So it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Um, so how often should people sit in the eye of the storm? Great question, brother. So glad you prompted me on that. Uh, so again, it comes back to the retuning. So the retuning of the instrument. If we wait for the weekend or we wait for the vacation, it's, yeah, it can be effective. But by that time, we're so far out of tune. We've had so many interactions. We've had so many ups and downs, successes and, and struggles. Uh, that we don't even know where to start. And then it's overwhelm. And then it comes back to Malcolm Gladwell of it takes 10,000 hour, hours to be a master at anything. And then suddenly we don't ever try anything new because we get paralyzed by perfection because mm. we could never do that. Who has, yep. you know, who has an hour a day, five days a week, 20 hours a month, 240 hours a year, it takes 42 years to master that, right? We're not going to do that. So we get overwhelmed when we wait for those, uh, those, those, those moments on weekends or, or, or vacations. The key is to do it on a daily basis. And it depends on your system. What is your workflow like? What is your life flow like? Everything is, um, everything is, is got to be improvised to a degree and customized for the individual. So I can speak for myself, like my life is freaking chaos right now. I have two young boys, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. They're insanely spirited. Yeah. Um, did I say boys? Yes. And one of them has red hair. He is the, he is the poster boy for the redhead uh, kid. He's a fireball, man. But it's like, uh, so I've got two boys. I'm a solopreneur and an entrepreneur. Uh, we've been pivoting and reinventing our business over the last few months. I mean, it's, it's, it's chaos. And the way that my schedule is set up is that what I do is I, I do a lot of calls with people. Maybe I'm doing a, a coaching call with somebody here because I do a lot of, um, I call it focus coaching and velocity coaching. So I may be doing a group facilitation uh, where I'm hosting a group uh, and working with them or a one-to-one -one session, uh, focus session with somebody. And after those sessions, what I do is I engineer me time. I engineer time to push the pause button. And what I do is I put that 10 minutes or 15 minutes in between and I make sure I have that. And then I reflect on what just happened, right? And then I make notes if, if I need to make notes. Sometimes I just make notes in my mind, but sometimes I make physical notes with an old school pen and paper. Uh, sometimes I have a document that I have uh, in a drive or something on my computer. But I take the time after those sessions uh, to make those notes. And then I'm prepared. I do the work right then when it's still on my mind. And then I'm prepared for the next, you know, group coaching session or one-to-one -one session or whatever it is, or it could be a virtual uh, keynote or a virtual, you know, conference or something like that. But I make notes right there. And then I've got it in there before it slips our mind. Cause if I just jump into the next meeting, 
or if you just jump into the next meeting, then you're going to be fully engaged in that meeting. And a lot of what you, uh, what you just retained is going to, is going to, you know, drift away and we're going to forget. So there's scheduling in there, whatever works for the individual schedule of, you know, whoever's listening to this right now. Okay. Number one, the top and the tail of the day. I do that for personal uh, development. The top of the day, I want to get my mind right. I want to get in that grateful state of mind. I want to retune my instrument for a few moments uh, in the morning. At the tail of the day, right, when I get off of work, when I punch out, uh, you know, off clock, then I want to take a moment to transition and get my, my energy and my mind right. That's what I do personally. But then for business-wise, I'm then engineering it and scheduling it in uh, throughout the day, depending on how many meetings I have or, or what I'm doing. And so I highly encourage and invite anybody listening to schedule in those. You can call it eye of the storm moments. You can call it reflection projection. You can say the M word if you want to and call it a meditation. Um, you can, uh, you can, uh, you know, it's whatever, whatever you want to call, whatever works for you. Um, I highly recommend putting it in there. That is a game changing technique uh, for me on the personal development side and the business side. Yeah, I think that's, really key because you get to change in the moment instead of changing. Like you like you know, the one, one example I just kind of thought of, like if I felt like I had a cavity and I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm fine. And it keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And all of a sudden I, I realize I'm chewing on something. My tooth comes out and I'm like, Oh man, I, I really should do something about that. But you could have done that a year ago and actually fix the solution or fix the problem and just maybe done a little more brushing or more flossing or more rinsing. Um, you know, so when, when it comes to, uh, I'm just trying to think through this. So when it comes to you, how do you keep accountable to you? And what I mean by that is there's probably at times where you might think that you're in tune going back to the music and rhythm and your wife's like, uh, you, you might need to put those goggles back on those, those perspective goggles and say, <laughs> you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And actually that's great that you brought it up because my wife calls me out all the time <laughs> and she's like, you need to step outside and you need to go get a little eye of the storm or you need to go push the pause button. Um, and that's a, that's a big one. So there's a couple of thoughts. One is also personal ways that I do that is I use music sound and uh, and tones and music and melodies and rhythms, they have the ability to change our mental states and our physical states immediately. Uh, you know, if you just think about, you think about your favorite song right now, just think about whatever it is, if it's Happy by Pharrell, it's, or if you hate that song, that brings out a different emotion, but like whatever your favorite song is, it probably brings a smile to your face. It, it sets a, a different tone for where you are right now. The power of music is undeniable. And so I use music all the time uh, to, you know, to, to help me to change my, uh, my state, my, my mental state and physical state for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and we can talk more about that because I've, I've studied this for a long time and I've created consciously engineered lots of, I call it mindset music yeah. for this type of thing. We can talk about that later. But the other thing is the real thing you wanted to touch on was you asked about, I guess the self-awareness of when we are, when we believe we're in tune. Yeah. And I think a lot of this, a lot of this comes down to continuing to, to cultivate the self-awareness so that we are really in tune with the self, right? And doing exercises like this where we're working on our mental fitness. Um, 
but more than that, and in addition to that, is to have you know the right types of people that we've surrounded to be in our sphere. So who are the people that we're checking in with on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. You know, do we have a mentor? Do we have a coach? Uh, do we have peers? Do we have a mastermind group? Uh, who are those people around us that we can trust, trusted people that are going to give us honest feedback about how we're showing up? Because we can't, I mean, again, in a lot of analogies I could throw out here, but we can't read the label when we're inside the bottle. And yeah. so having that, uh, having those people surrounding us uh, is, is critical to have that awareness in addition to the self-awareness um, to have a deeper uh, you know, sense of awareness as to what type of tuning we're in and if we are creating harmony or discord. So this is the, the fastest, uh, fastest podcast in the nation. Um, and, and we're getting close to the end, but I can't let you off the hook and talk about how awesome you are and all the music behind it without actually being able to hear something. So give me a little <laughs> taste of anything that you want to play or uh, sure. beatbox or noise, anything you want to do uh, for the sure. listeners. I got you. Since I ref uh, since I referenced Disney, um, yep. I'll pick up my super sexy instrument here, which is the flute. For those of you who can't see, uh, sexiest <laughs> instrument on the planet. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'll just do a little uh, I'll do a little Disney tribute here. Um, this is a a song that uh, either you love it or you hate it, but I guarantee you it's going to be stuck in your head for the rest of the day. And you're here welcome. We expect you actually to beatbox in that instrument <laughs> so uh i actually wrap up every podcast with two questions and i didn't prep you so good luck but what book or person has influenced you the most in the past year so i put parameters around that and then the second one is if you could leave a note to all the customer service or all the customer experience professionals it's going to hit everybody's desk monday at 8 a.m what would it say Oh man. Uh, yeah, that's like a lot of ridiculous amount of pressure. You're welcome. Um, yep. Or yeah, you could just uh, keep playing music and be like, what, this is awkward. I'm playing music. Yeah. 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 Much, much easier, uh, <laughs> escape route there to, uh, gravitate to one of my, you know, dozens of instruments here. Um, 
Yeah, so biggest influence. I would say, honestly, um, really interesting, um, a, a guy named Eckhart Tolle has been a huge influence on my life the this last year. And it's it's interesting because I try I kept getting people recommending that I get into to Eckhart's work and I tried for a long time and I was like I just don't get it like what the heck it's just I just don't get he's just sitting there talking and he's so slow and I'm really high energy obviously no. um and I was like it it almost like frustrated me to listen to him and then suddenly something happened I don't know if it was an internal shift or what mm. but all of a sudden I just tried it randomly, uh, just watching him again. I probably saw like a Facebook ad or something. I don't know what I saw, but somehow I just tried it again. And I was like, oh, this guy is magical. And everything that he was saying just started resonating with me at such a deep level. Mm. And so last night I did a, I uh, was a part of a, he hosted and facilitated a global meditation, which was so powerful. Um, and it wasn't even really like, it wasn't a meditation in the sense of, you know, depending on who you are uh, listening, you have a different interpretation as to what a meditation is. There was no sage involved. There was no candle lighting. There, there was no white flowing outfits. We weren't in a cave, um, you know, hibernating away from society for 30 years. It was just a conversation on a seriously deep self-awareness level. And it was so profound, man. And so the last few months I've really been uh, getting into Eckhart Tolle. And so um, if you're one of those people who has tried to listen to him, but you're just like, like I was, uh, you know, just not into it, maybe try it again. Um, yeah. And because again, that's just another thing with, you know, tempo and music and timing. It's like, when is is so in incredibly important? When uh, the timing of things, right? Um, when are we getting exposed to this thing? You know, and, and maybe it's not now, but maybe it's later. And so just um, having that awareness, because as we know, there are so many cycles in life that we're connected to on a, you know, on a on a massive level and on a small level. I mean, we have the cycles of of our lives. You know, we have the cycles of seasons. We have the cycles of months, of weeks, of days. Uh, the cycles of our nutritional intake and our, uh, our, 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 our diets and our energy levels and sleep. And so having awareness on, uh, on the cyclical realm, in the cyclical realm of like when we're getting exposed to things and not being afraid to try something again uh, as we're later down, uh, down the, 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 the journey in life um, because we do become uh, new versions. Uh, uh, our, our future selves are different than our past selves, hopefully, if not, but that's the definition of insanity when we're just yeah. running on the hamster wheel. Yeah. So there you go. Use so that, that be... word again. What's that? So there you go. Use that M word again. Oh, that did I, did I use it again? <laughs> I don't even mean to, sorry. Cause it's not taboo to me. You know what no, I mean? It's I, like, I, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, so, and then your other question was, what did you say? How, it, do, how, how I, are we to I feel like you're trying to get out of it. Sense? I feel like you're trying to get out of it, but I'm going to ask it again, just so you have yeah. time to think. So okay. what book or not? I already asked that one. So if you could leave a note to all the customer service and all the customer experience professionals and in the entire world, and it's going to reach everybody Monday at 8am. And it could be a little one word. It could be a five sentence. It could be whatever you want. And it's going to hit everybody. What would it say? Oh man, that is intense, bro. You are welcome. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I probably just because it's such a 
I have to give such a generalized response to this because I don't know where everybody is because everybody's showing up in a, in a different in a different reality. Mm -hmm. um, so it's maybe really, something it's, about rhythm. I love. Yeah, yeah. Get your groove on. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I well, there could definitely be something something in rhythm. I mean, I would say there's something in there about self permission, about permission and ownership. Um, you know, I could, I could give some deep philosophical mumbo jumbo in here, or I could just say, you got this. And then you say that to yourself and you say, I got this, you know what I'm saying? I, I got this, but it's that self, um, it's the self-confidence mm -hmm. and, and, and believing in the self. My grandma always used to say, uh, and she passed several years ago, but she always used to say, um, she would say, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to believe in you. And so, and that was a terrible interpretation of her or yeah. impression of her, I should say. Uh, but, uh, so I think if we don't believe in ourselves, uh, who else is going to believe in us? And that's on a business level, on a spiritual level, an energetic level, a customer service level, um, whatever level you want to look at it, it, it's really it. So believe in yourself. Yeah. You got this. You got this. <laughs> and, and now that is from nylon. I, that's how I hear your grandma. That's I, I've never met her before, but that's, just, that's the voice I hear Yeah, from now on. And so what's the best way for my listeners? If they want to get a hold of you, they want you to do a keynote. They want to learn more, more about a didgeridoo. Uh, what's the best <laughs> way for people to get a hold of you? I don't have that much knowledge on didgeridoos, so sorry to disappoint on that one. Yeah, um, now, now one person that I was going to ask about didgeridoos, please do not send that message. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to ask me about didgeridoos, please uh, refrain from that because there's plenty of better information out there uh, than what I'll give you. Um, I would say the best way for people to reach me is uh, instrumentalhumans.com. That's our website. So I'm the founder and uh, president of it. My wife is the CEO. Uh, so she's the one that's really the important one. I'm just mm -hmm. the, the loud poster boy, but instrumentalhumans.com. And on there, you can find information about velocity coaching, focus coaching, keynoting, and also all of our, uh, our music, which is mindset music, consciously engineered music to um, really amplify uh, health and happiness. So you can find out all that at uh, instrumental, instrumentalhumans.com. Very cool, Broncar. Thank you so much. That was awesome. I, I we could have probably gone for a, a 12 hour session right there, but um, I, I really, really appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. And thanks to uh, anybody listening right now for, uh, you know, trusting me and giving your energy and essence to uh, the last half hour. I really uh, am honored and appreciated. And that is directly from another amazing human, Bob Ross who was a painter from uh, the 80s and 90s, who always said, hey, it's Bob Ross here, and thanks again for letting me into your homes. And, I <laughs> and you got this. And you got this, exactly. <laughs> hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to press1fornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press 1 for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. 
Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.